can I talk to her? Uh. But can I talk to her? Uh. It's contagion. Welcome to the center cut. Oh, sorry. I got to take my mask off. Welcome to the center cut. What a terrible joke. (laughs) (laughs) Off to a good start, folks. I'm Michael. And I am Dave. And we're talking about Contagion today. Yeah, good old Contagion. We watched the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of Contagion. And we have a few questions to answer after we do our our little recap thing. Not like you all don't know what's going on here. Uh, but before we get too deep into it, just to take a second to say that we understand that COVID sucks balls. I have a question, actually. Mm-hmm. Something I've always kind of been wondering. Why is that a bad thing? Like, I can see... So, I feel like it's bad for half the people, but the, pe- mm-hmm. but the people that are getting their balls sucked, like, why is that... I'm cool with that. Yeah. If it, so, you're telling so me that COVID's think- good. COVID's good, Michael. No, no, no. I think that the idea is not that COVID is getting its balls sucked. It's that we are sucking COVID's balls. Okay. Well, that's a more appropriate way to say it then. Thank you for clearing that up. I understand where you're coming from. But we're all sucking COVID's balls and it sucks. (laughs) It's pretty terrible. And it's affected kind of everyone's life in different ways. So we just don't want you to take our review of this movie and our jokes throughout this episode as insensitive we understand that everything is shitty out there and the only way that we know how to deal with it is to make up funny things to say we're gonna make some the funny funny joke jokes and everything's gonna be fine it's true that's all i have to say so contagion came out in 2011 it's another steven soderbergh joint our first being magic mike Talk about range for Soderbergh, huh? (laughs) It's true. Uh, Starring an ensemble cast featuring Marion Cordillard, Matt Damon, Jude Law, and Gwyneth Paltrow, pre-This Smells Like My Vagina Candles. Mm -hmm. This movie was flat-out frightening. Yeah, it was sketchy. It's, like, lauded by scientists and critics, and God damn did it predict the future. Yeah, for real. They're... There are so many connections to our current quarantine lives, but rather than drag it out, I say that we get into the recaps and we can we can compare as we go. On that note, we did get one of our questions here from Facebook user extraordinaire Courtney. Can you compare this movie's premise to the current pandemic? I know. So basic. Not basic at all. Very interesting, in fact. Yes. And... We will kind of discuss that as we go. Yeah. It's such a such a big topic. Yeah, I think we'll definitely draw some lines there and we'll we'll chat about it. Without being too sad. I'm ready to I'm ready to do this. I'm ready as well. Then get into it, bitch. All right, let's do it. So contagion. Uh, this movie does an interesting way of of passing time. They do is they kind of show the number of days from you know, the start of it all. The movie opens up at day two, 
where we see Gwyneth Paltrow sitting in airport, coughing. She's not looking great, but she just kind of writes it off as jet lag. Gets a call from a gentleman who said that they just slept together, who is not her husband. His name is John Neal. So she was cheating. And I'm assuming this is the movie's way of making us not feel bad about what's to come. From there, she gets on her flight home. This movie does an interesting job of doing different camera shots to show how the virus could have spread. So stuff that you normally wouldn't see, you know, when when it pans out away from her sitting at a bar in an airport, it kind of focuses in on a bowl of peanuts um, and then follows her card down with the uh, with the bartender, just kind of showing all the different ways that the exposure could have gotten released. So I just thought it was an interesting way that they did that. From there, we see a number of different people who are all getting sick and then dying in a bunch of different locations, places like Hong Kong, London. We see a few people, you know, not looking great, starting to get sick. A few things kind of tying them together here and there, like the company that Gwyneth Paltrow works for that she was traveling for, things like that. But then we we see a few people die. One of them was... (laughs) A dude that walks in front of a bus. That was tough to watch. I think the moral is like, if you're really that sick, don't walk around in public. Yeah. That guy should not have been like, he literally could barely even walk. He he could barely see like he's an asshole. You're an asshole. If you do that. Yeah. Agreed. Like he got in an elevator with some like 12 year old girls and coughed in their faces and then died. And it's like, dude, stay home. I agree with you. That was frustrating. Cut back to Minneapolis, Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, her name is Beth, where Beth is getting dropped off to see son Clark and her husband, Matt Damon, also Mitch. So there's a nice little tender moment. Oh, I'm home. Yay. Fantastic. But you could tell she's not feeling hot. We see another gentleman on a plane, not looking well. He then dies. And then that's when we actually see the guy get hit by the bus. Um, that was all day two, that one day, which I don't know how, how quick flights are from Hong Kong to Minneapolis. That seems ambitious that that was all one day, but we cut to day three. We see Lawrence Fishburne or Morpheus walking into his work at the CDC. It uh, looks like he's one of the, one of the higher ups. It says hi to the janitor as walking in, uh, janitor grabs him says that his son has ADHD and asks Morpheus for some help with that. I'd be remiss as this podcast's preeminent Lost fan, not to mention that this janitor plays a character named Lennon on the final season of Lost. I just love seeing my little Losties out and about. You're the worst. Ugh. Lost. All I ever hear about is Lost. Got to San Francisco where Jude Law is trying to sell the story of one of the folks who who died in day two was getting filmed, which I didn't mention this earlier, but dude collapses in a in a train and one guy just sits there with his cell phone recording the whole thing instead of helping or doing anything. That's 2020, baby. Another prediction. Yep. I want to have a semester abroad with Jude Law. <laughs> okay. That was a brand new reference. Anyway. Okay. He's trying to sell the story. Uh, apparently, he got the scoop of this um, this video of this guy dying, and and he's uh, kind of seems like a, a aluminum foil wearing hat guy who thinks that you know governments are covering things up and that it's it's a big fish trying to 
hide the diseases that their fish are spreading and things like that. It's it's out of control. The website that he's viewing is truthserumnow.com. Um, I actually tried that website. It just brings you to an expired Warner Brothers website now. So that means at one time, they actually probably had a site set up. Oh, man. I wonder if we can get that and link it to our podcast. <laughs> How much will that cost us? Way too much for you to spend. <laughs> so so the girl he's trying to sell the story to is like, nope, I don't want this. No one cares. And he screams, I'll sue you if you take my story and leaves the place screaming print media is dying. It was really, really crazy. Classic Jude Law. So then uh, after that, in day three, Matt Damon picks up his um, Clark from school. We learn that Matt Damon is Clark's stepfather, not uh, not biological father. Day four. We got to speed this up, man. Whew, a lot of stuff going on. Gwyneth Paltrow dies. She has trouble using her limbs, and then she has a seizure on the floor. Matt Damon brings her to the hospital, and she's dead. Doctors tell him that she has passed away. He keeps on asking if he can go talk to her. It just does not kind of get through for a few minutes that that she has passed away. They offer grief counseling and everything, but he just gets really frustrated at the fact that they can't figure out what killed her. And on his way home, he gets a call from the babysitter. Clark has also died. Okay, so that's not really what happened. He doesn't get the call that he's dead. He gets the call that he... So he's on his way home, and the babysitter calls, and we can't hear the call, but he says, hang up and call 911 immediately. And then as he runs into the house, she says he's not breathing, and then we find out he's dead. Is there such thing as having a nightmare while you're still awake? Because that kid just gave me one of those. Mm, Yeah. I cannot get on board with movies killing children or old people. Oh, those are the best people to kill. Old people, not babies. But more on that later. <laughs> I know. I just, uh, I, I can't watch a good movie if like in the beginning, somebody who I have grown attached to dies. That's why I couldn't get through Game of Thrones. Ugh. <laughs> also, when they're talking to, they're talking to him about what she could have contracted and they suggest herpes and he's like no to be fair she might have had herpes to be fair you didn't know she was cheating on you with john neal but guys get excited because in day five john neal dies oh he does yeah that's the guy that they're taking out of the stretcher in chicago he's like mr Uh, neal stay with me mr neal so so good news he also died i mean perfect yeah that was at least a little bit satisfying but in day five, we are in Geneva, Switzerland. See a woman walking into the World Health Organization. She gets uh, multiple briefings. So we hear that there are, you know, two deaths and 10 cases in Hong Kong. And they're worried about the spread because Hong Kong is so populated. They also know of some clusters in London and Tokyo. And so it sounds like it's it's spreading pretty rapidly. And before they even knew what was going on, it's in multiple countries. Then we see a scene that is difficult for me. We see Gwyneth Paltrow's skull being cut open. And I want your opinion on if you think that was actually Gwyneth Paltrow sitting there or if they made like a dummy of her face. Because if I, that was her, that would have been impressive. I think it was her. I mean, obviously, it wasn't her real cranium. Yeah. But it, I think it was really her. Because she like really fucking looked dead. She did a great job being dead. It's called acting, man. Yeah. It's impressive. I, I'm, I'm even well as like Clark did a good job. 
the little kid that played Kark, like, how did they get a little kid to sit still long enough to look like he was dead? It's called you sedate him. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, they just gave him drugs. That makes sense. He was actually dead. <laughs> God. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so they uh so they cut open Gwyneth Paltrow's skull. Immediately one of the doctors, you know, sees like, oh shit, something's up. And he's like, call people. Call everyone. Like everyone needs to know about this. Day six. We see Kate Winslet arriving at work at the CDC. She's talking more with Morpheus. Um, they're coming up with a game plan. Looks like she's going to kind of be the lead on communication from the CDC in regards to this disease. We get another update on number of cases. At this point, we heard five deaths, 32 cases. They don't say where or how, so I don't know if that was local to you know the United States or a specific spot in the United States or worldwide. But they're uh, putting together that plan for communicating it to the public. But it looks like Kate Winslet is traveling to the most recent case because she goes somewhere cold. And I know that it was in Chicago. So chances are that's where she was headed. But we don't know for sure. And that is where 15 minutes cuts off. That is true. And I picked back up at one hour, 26 minutes and 43 seconds for the last 15 Mm-hmm. Now, Dr. Orantes is riding in a van. Now, we get a shot of these sardine can buildings. You want to know why viruses spread quicker than Ryan Seacrest's lips around any new media project's metaphorical dick? <laughs> this is an anti-Seacrest pod, for the record. <laughs> when the alien gods gave their DNA to apes to make us, I bet they didn't envision us living on top of each other like fucking layers in a human lasagna. Yeah. Seriously, why? why, why are there buildings like that? Why does that exist? Why are we okay with that? Yeah, it, it really is surprising that there are some places in the world that have just gotten so overpopulated like that, that it's it, it's surprising that it even con- consistently stays that way, that nature hasn't kind of corrected itself. It has. It's called COVID-19. That's true. Yeah. Sad. Anyway, <laughs> the van stops. Mm-hmm. There's a back alley exchange of bootleg vaccines for Dr. Orantes herself. Yep. She shoots the vaccine up her nose and then goes with the fat man. Mm, good explanation of that scene. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's all that matters. At the airport, some dude randomly drops something and then Dr. Orantes gets a real vaccine. Turns out she had only taken a placebo. Now, I did a mini dive on the placebo effect, or rather, placebo response is what it's actually called. So two things. One, it's actually hotly contested. Like a lot of the efficacy is now being debunked in that testing isn't accounting for what's called regression to the mean, i.e. like people just naturally getting better or healthy. You can't really you can't really test for that. So what people are saying is placebo effect, you know, where you're where you don't actually take something but you still get better because you you think you took something or you think you're going to get better. People are just naturally getting better. Number two, placebo is Latin for I shall be pleasing, which I just think is dope as hell. Mm-hmm. Well, who's the guy who, who sings Strokin? Sounds like Clarence that's Carter. Gonna, that's going to be his next song. I shall be pleasing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I uh, shall at any be rate, pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, the fat man fails to see how passing off fake vaccines isn't cool, and Dr. Orante storms off. Mm. Mm-hmm. I have some thoughts about that. That storyline okay. kind of ends there. Yeah. But do you think that she is running off because, you know, those people in the van who apparently, you know, abducted her appealed to her sense of 
you know, humility and them wanting to help people who are too poor to receive the vaccine. And that's why she's running out there because they just gave a placebo to like a bunch of poor people. Yeah, but I don't. So, so she was kidnapped by the people in the van. Mm-hmm. But then why was she given a vaccine? I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, there what- were. There the equation two, was there. Yeah, there were two questions I had with it, too. Is you're, you're right. It doesn't make sense that she took a vaccine. But also, how did the fat guy know that she took the vaccine? You don't know because she's in the van and he didn't even know she he was there at that point. wouldn't have even seen her. Yeah. So how did he say, like, oh, the one you took earlier was a placebo? It was a well, very, maybe they just talked very about confusing. It. Yeah, they probably talked about it. Maybe. Anyway, what else are you going to talk about with a fat guy? That's true. Anyway, Matt Damon walks through an empty mall after getting his wristband scanned. So it must be some sort of system where if you're deemed healthy or if you've gotten the vaccine, you can actually go places, which we're probably headed there <laughs> in real life. IRL. Maybe. I thought it was odd that everything in this mall cl- was closed, like fucking everything was closed except Macy's or whatever that store was that he went into. Yeah, I don't know. And we find out later why he was going there, but we don't yes, know. At the but time. I'm just confused at yeah. why that store would even be open. Everything <laughs> it's a good question. Going. It's a good question. Money hungry so, bastards. Jude Law wipes black dog shit off his fingers, but more importantly, I'm sorry, his name is Crumweedy? I, I'm pretty sure his name is Cumweed, right? Crumweedy. 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 They could have named him anything. And that's what they chose. I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue that it's cumweed. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious or not. His, de- his name is his name is definitely crumweedy. I one is that I don't know if there's a e at the end or if it's just crumweed. And two, cumweed sounds way better. Alan cumweed. Anyway, <laughs> this government official is giving him hell for making millions off of telling people to treat the disease with essential oils and thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. Hear me out, though. I'm a man of science, not faith. I know that there's a whole meme culture aimed at essential oils. And I, for one, still doubt some of their application. And so I'm naturally biased. However, my wife swears by them and makes me take this immunity bomb whenever I feel like I'm starting to get sick. It's called like a spicy honey bomb. It's literally the worst thing I've put in my mouth. And that's saying a lot. It's Consider lemon oil. He's sucked coronavirus's balls. It's true. So it's lemon oil, thieves oil, which is like tree bark and hellfire. Thieves oil increases your dexterity, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's it. The worst part is the oregano oil. Ooh, it yeah, that sounds terrible. Literally tastes like what I imagine Gordon Ramsay's asshole tastes like. Like mm. angry, spicy bad decisions and honey yeah he's got he's got time balls and oregano asshole i'm pretty confident. yep but this shit works every time i hate it but it works i can't argue it works i digress your wife's a witch it's true a very beautiful one oh, you're so <laughs> what a loser a man whispers in the government guy's ear jude law got bail and walks off $12 million bail. Yep. Are we not going to mention the fact that Veronica Mars' dad says that he got $4.2 million for, you know, something naughty, naughty boy? Well, we're going to talk about that later. Well, I know we could talk about it later, but this is when it happened. This is when we found out <laughs> that there were $4.2 or $4.5 million. Yeah, that's how, that's how much he made. But then his bail was even more than that. I don't even understand why more. bail is three times what he made. 
because he was a bad, bad boy. Uh, yeah, I hmm, I don't know if he was, but anyway. His name is Cumweed. Come on. <laughs> he obviously was. Fair point. So Brian Cranston gives Fishburne some vaccines. Out of bubble wrap. Yeah, did not know he was in this movie. Carrying drugs. Big surprise. Yep. One bubble wrap for him and one bubble wrap for his wife. Mm-hmm. The two men are expected to testify. For what? That's a great question. Seems no like they've done something bad. Maybe they were also bad boys. Yeah, more on that later. Fishburne gives the vaccine that was supposed to be for him to the janitor from the beginning's son. Roger's son. Roger. Now, he mentions how handshakes are derived from showing your enemy you have no weapon and mean no harm, which is ironic because when there's a contagious virus running rampant, it's the opposite. Your hand is the weapon. My hands are always my weapons. Yeah. Now, reading up on it, apparently research has shown that our stupid caveman brains, like, we have a tendency to bring the shaken hand to the vicinity of our nose and sniff it. Like, that's a thing that we do without realizing it. Yeah. I bet your hand smells like cheese curls and sausages. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At least my hand doesn't smell like coronaviruses, balls, and oregano asshole. Fair point. Now, Fishburne puts on his bracelet, even though, at least to our limited viewing, he has had no vaccine. Yeah, I have some pause about that, a-hole. So many bad guys, so many bad boys in this movie. So many bad boys. He does give a vaccine to his wife. His wife, of whom they got married just so she would get a vaccine. That's smart. Like, people marry people for things all the time. That's how the world works, unfortunately. No. Marriage is love. (laughs) Jude Law takes pictures. Yeah. That's about it. Didn't expect to see Dimitri Martin in this movie. Out of nowhere. (laughs) But there he is in a lab wearing a hazmat suit. The password is 4265. And he plops a case of MEV-1 into the freezer along with SARS and H1N1. And I'm sure we'll circle back to MEV-1 later. Mm. While that's happening, we see Jude at a makeshift vaccine center at the now defunct Candlestick Park in San Fran. And he's just talking to the media and stuff. Mm -hmm. Matt Damon also has a daughter. Yep. Where the hell was she earlier? Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't in the first half at all. So... Who knows? We don't even know, you know, is she a daughter with Gwyneth Paltrow, which I'm assuming not because he also had a the Clark was younger and not his biological son. So I'm assuming that this is from a, a different marriage or something along those lines. But but yeah, interesting. Is she related to Clark? Doubt it. So then Matt Damon's been married three times or had or been with no, three women. No, 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 no. Clark is Gwyneth Paltrow's son. Oh, gotcha. So I think it was like a like a cheaper by the dozen with two kids type of situation. <laughs> okay. Now, when Matt Damon's looking through his wife's camera, I thought for sure he was going to see a dick pic from the cheater. Oh, my God. I was so mad when he didn't. Yep. I was Alas. waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So then he starts crying, which makes me hate it even more. It's like, what the fuck? Like she was cheating on him. Like he, she was probably at this dinner with, with what's his ass. And he's sad about it when she was being a bitch. Sad affair. This quarantine prom the girl is having really did hit home for me though. My wife and I just had our virtual baby shower last Sunday. That's because that's what real life is now in COVID times. And we, struggled for years to get pregnant so the shower was always kind of like a beacon in the future like as silly as that is 
but we had it and the support was awesome but it's still just me and my wife in a room talking at a screen i didn't get an invite but that's fine you didn't no (laughs) but it wouldn't have been fun you would have been like there were so many technological hiccups and me just trying to make jokes to fill the space and so like in just a sense, like recording our podcast, just like a podcast, <laughs> it's just a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> just and nobody likes podcast. that. So <laughs> it's really all we needed. Like we just needed her and me and and people supporting us. But it's still tricky to get your heart and brain to agree that that it's enough. Mm. But that's the world we live in. Anyway, they dance to a shitty '80s U2 song, and Damon smiles. Now we see an AIMM Alderson tractor take down a tree in a jungle. Mm. In that same jungle, a bat eats a moldy banana. It flies to a barn full of pigs. The pigs eat the shit that it drops. And we see the supply chain in action as the pig eventually gets to a restaurant where the chef touches it, doesn't even wash his hands, and touches all up on Gwyneth with his filthy pork fingers. And boom, day one. It all started with a bat, just like Corona. Mm. Ah, here it goes. Oh, what an interesting way to end that recap. It all started with a bat, but a bat that was misplaced from its home because industrial, you know, Hong Kong was knocking down trees. Yes, but it's still this this disease, this virus literally started with a bat. Yeah, it's a little crazy. Wow, come on. I think it's just because bats are gross. I used to think that. And then I saw a bat in person once, and then I agreed with it. <laughs> <laughs> I used to believe it, but now I know it. Yeah. 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 Ever since I watched Ace Ventura, I can't look at bats the same way. So that was Contagion. Some things to figure out for the middle before we dive into our questions. Mm. I think an important one is what is... Mev one. Well, it's got to stand for something, right? Yeah, but what the hell is it? Mm. I have a couple, couple ideas. Microbial ejaculatory virus. Yep. Yeah, ejaculating microbes. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Muscular explosion virus. Yeah, that could be it. That would explain the seizures. Mitochondrial eradication vacation. <laughs> Martin Earl Vanderbeek disease. <laughs> and it's just is that the first that's person the, that died yeah. and they just named that's it after the, that's the name of the doctor that discovered it in Gwyneth Paltrow's head head ah yeah. well this movie's so good at predicting the future maybe it was Mevelis Mrs. Maisel season one wins the Emmy <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are those are all really great <laughs> really really great uh, names for this virus I think we can all agree that the V is for virus. Uh, right? Are you sure it's not for Vanderbeek? Okay. <laughs> are you sure? It's either Vanderbeek or virus. It's yeah. the other ones. I, the E is the hard one to figure out. Explosion. That made sense to me. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's muscular explosion Vanderbeek. Possibly. Maybe it's microbial. <laughs> I can't even say it. Microbial explosion Vanderbeek. That's it. Nailed it. That's it. Got it. We see some people die. Yeah. Well, I feel like maybe we should get into the questions. We posed this question on Reddit, and there was a Reddit user, SunnyBunny420. Nice. Interesting. Who posed some questions here, which definitely will help us flesh out the middle. 
Some of them um, may overlap with uh, what we saw in the movie, but we can still explore them and chat. Maybe they didn't. Maybe we just think they did. Yeah, maybe. How does Alan Cumweed, Jude Law, make a fortune? First of all, it's Crumweedy. Second of all, selling that ass. <laughs> no, I mean, the movie yeah. makes it. The movie makes it seem like he made millions off of making fake claims on a cure. Yeah, so it kind of, um, you know, Veronica Mars's dad made it sound like he pretended that he had gotten it and then gotten cured by something just to sell that information. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say the the bigger question to me was if he believed in it or he knowingly swindled people. But I if think he part of his swindled, I mean, yeah. If, if 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 the claim was that he had it, and then they say that no, you didn't have it, then then no. I mean, he he clearly swindled people. Yeah, I think so. And then going as far to after after they they called that out as bullshit, him coming out and saying this isn't a real vaccine, don't take it is bad because this is the actual real vaccine so yeah it's hard for me to think of jude law as a bad guy though yeah it's rare it's rare that you see a bad law jude the second question was how do they choose who gets the vaccine first now this is an interesting one because morpheus's wife states in their conversation right before he gives her her dose of the vaccine are you sure this is okay? Because I was number 287. So it makes it sound like there w- there's obviously like a list, an order in which people are going to have this. And it does, I'm assuming, but also it, it feels like it fits in with the rest of the movie that it's uh, based on, you know, income or social standing uh, to, to determine who should get vaccines first. Well, obviously, rich people get everything first. Yeah. So who's that rich boy that Matt Damon's daughter's dating, huh? Why he had? Oh, he did have the yeah, yeah. he had the thing. Hmm. So it's probably yeah, you're right. It's rich people. It's people that are government officials. That's why she would get it because she would be married to him, who's mm-hmm. a government official. But then probably I'd imagine that women and children are like next on the list of people that get it. Yeah. If I was running it, it would be everybody under sixty would get it first. <laughs> Everybody, because it's the hard truth, but like if you're old, you can't live forever. We have this bad habit of trying to save everybody, but we can't. Like, we're literally already overpopulated. Shouldn't we not kill off like the people that are not able bodied anyway? Okay. So I'm not being an ageist, I'm just being a realist. Like, literally, we're overpopulated. Why can't we kill people? Let's get into this, though. Let's, let's do this. So, you're saying that someone who's 60 or older can more than likely not have anything left or or not as much left to contribute to society as someone who's 30, 40, whatever. For the most part, yes. It's a generalization, but I'm sorry. We have to make generalizations. We don't have time to fuck around and, and just make an actual list. No, kill off all the old people. That's some generalizations, man. I don't like it. You're stereotyping again. <laughs> No, it's not stereotyping, but I think that there are definitely people that are in the older ages of life that <laughs> that um, probably aren't going to contribute much to society. But, you know, the government just killing off all those old people is just so they don't have to pay out as much as Social Security. That's all I'm saying. There you go. That's also smart, though, that save all that money for the people who need it. <laughs> yeah, you would you would take that and make it a positive. It, but it is, though. You get all that. No, all that money that's being wasted. Like, this is why I you know, didn't mind cumweed. Yeah. You are no, Alan cumweed. 
No, but I, I mean, honestly, though, like, I, I get that it's, I get that it's a rough thing to think about or hear, like, hey, we just got to kill these people. But, like, I don't know, at some point, when are we going to stop as a society and say, hey, we have too much people on this planet. We can't continue to let, like, we're trying to make people live longer. Why? They have to die to make room for the young people. I mean, would you make the argument then that why don't we start with people who are not fending for themselves? Yes. So you kill off like anyone on disability or, or like welfare stuff like in that. a heartbeat. Yes. Yeah. Oh, why okay. would we pick? Why, but why would we pick to save that person over like an able-bodied person who's working and contributing and like building fucking bridges and making peas, like all the things that are important? Why would we not save those people instead? I'm right. intolerant. I don't like. I don't know. I'm, I'm intolerant. I think it's a bold stance. I'm a bold, a bold man. Strategy, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. <laughs> now that people hate me, I can't uh, wait. To I guess post we this be- question to our to our uh, our listeners. Yeah, I want some answers on this one, guys. Do you what? think What's Michael's an asshole <laughs> for his views and morals? Anyway, what's the next question? <laughs> I don't even know where we are anymore. Which main character dies? Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. So I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> that this person didn't mean Gwyneth Paltrow. He could have. Or I don't know if it's a he. Um, they could have. They're um, a bunny. Yeah, it's a rabbit. Bunny, bunny. Hi, bunny. I bet they would hang out with Alan Cumweed, you know? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so other than Gwyneth Paltrow, do you think any other main characters died? Yes. But who are those main characters? There's only one that I noticed isn't in the end that was in the beginning. Mm, the jan- No, we see the janitor. Mm-hmm. We see... I don't know who. Kate Winslet. Oh. Is not in the last 15 minutes. Ah, then she definitely died. And she was literally, as we were cutting off the 15 minutes, heading to the like the epicenter of the United States uh, outbreak, from what we could tell. Yeah, so she's dead. That would align pretty, pretty well. So dead. Yeah. She, All right, nailed that one. Do you think that she died by not following her uh, the own rules that she was setting out by, as the CDC? Um, I think it was just so early on that I guess she probably just didn't realize what extra precautions she had to take. Or that stupid, dumb idiot that was with her got her killed somehow. That too. He seemed real dumb. Who cheated, jacket. So Gwyneth Paltrow cheated. Obviously. Yep, with Mr. Neal. Yeah, she was with another man of the very Asian variation. We don't know that. John Neal was Asian. Okay. Good talk. I agree. He's fine. Fine, he's Asian. I don't know what that has to do with anything. It's his fault. <laughs> Is that what no, you're saying? I'm just, no, I just said he was a very Asian, and you said no. You said, how do we know? I mean, we don't, but you're confident he was, so we'll, we'll go ahead and... He lived on. in Asia. I do know. He lived in Chicago. But he that was, was the in guy Asia. who was being pulled out of the house in Chicago. He didn't know. He now was, you're just he was, making up shit. <laughs> he was vacationing in Chicago. He lived in Asia. No, his wife yes. was walking out of the house with him. His dog and children were in the background. No, those are his family. That's his vacation. That's his other, it's his vacation yeah. family. I get yeah. it. Yeah. He's got cheats everywhere. Yeah, makes sense. What a Anyway, <laughs> I think Fishburne cheated too. You think so? Not like sexually cheated. Like I think he cheated the system. Oh, well, yeah. Him and Cranston sure. were doing some shady shit. Yeah, I um, we can get more of that later, but I agree. Okay. So we know Gwyneth Paltrow cheated, but there's some other cheating going on. Maybe not of the, the sexual variety. Is Forsythia the cure? Not according to the government. 
Yeah, not not according to Veronica Mars's dad, Mr. Mars. Dave, I have a better question. Okay, hit me. What is Forsythia? I mean, Forsythia. It's my Adam Sandler impression. How do you like that? I don't like um, it that much. What? I said I don't like it that much. Oh, good. He has to do it again. Yeah. Now, now that I know that you don't like it, I'm doing it. So Forsythia is a plant, right? It's a flower. Okay. I mean, plant. A flower Correct. plant. Correct, David. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Yeah. So, so it sounds like Jude Law was trying to sell the fact that Forsythia was the way that he was able to cure his fake Mev one. Yeah. hundred percent. It's not the cure. Yeah. I just, I, I agree. I okay. don't think it was the cure. I think he was, um, he was trying to just make a quick buck, you know? Okay. I'm in. Okay. Which of these characters is the bad guy? Dr. Seussman, <laughs> played by Elliot Gould, whoever the fuck that is. Mitch Emhoff, Matt Damon, Alan Crumweedy, Jude Law, Crumweedy. or Dr. Cheever, Lawrence oh, Fishburne. What great names they came up with for this movie, huh? Alan Crumweed, Dr. Cheever, Dr. Seussman? It's Dr. Sussman, but... I know. Seussman's more <laughs> fun, though. Just like Crumweed. Yep. It's a trick question. They're all bad. Yeah. More than likely, yes. We didn't even meet Dr. Dr. Seussman. I looked up who Elliot Gould no Elliot Gould was for this question, and I don't think we saw him anywhere in this movie. He's a main character that dies. Oh, maybe. If this was a good movie, it wouldn't be so black and white. There should never be a such thing as a good guy and a bad guy. Like real people are gray, man. Such a there's, loser. No, true there's so few true evil or true angelic people in this world. Each of these characters has probably made poor choices. Only people who have made bad decisions and are are bad say that kind of shit. If you make a bad decision for the right reason, like then, killing off everyone over the age of sixty. Yes. Yeah. Then you're a good man. Mm, interesting. <laughs> interesting approach. So obviously Alan Cumweed is a dick. He's a cumweed. But I think that Lawrence Fishburne, Dr. Chichachachiever, is a bad guy. I think he's the worst guy. Yeah. He just, when he was talking to Kate Winslet in the beginning of the movie, he was being very clinical, not in a, in a medical sense, but in like a, he, it didn't seem like he had any compassion or any humanity or humility towards towards the disease it was all very we have to manage this uh, correctly and we just need to you know brush it under the rug and and it, it didn't feel like he really was understanding the gravity of the situation and then because he's such a bad person he tries to do something nice like help this one kid thinking that's yeah. gonna sweep everything bad he's done under the rug and that's not how it works homie yeah, like, cool, you saved Roger's kid, but what about the billions of other ones that you killed? What right, if he's like, the one who came up with, like, the the way that they were going to determine who gets the vaccines or some shit? Right, like this one poor kid wearing a flannel is going to do anything important in his life. No, let this poor kid die. Yeah, this part of this movie in particular struck a chord with me of, like, oh, shit, what's going to happen when a vaccine comes out for COVID? I do feel like it's going to be something like this. They're not going to be able to produce enough for everyone to take it immediately, so there's going to have to be some kind of system, and it, it'll be interesting to see what it's like. I'm going to be in last place. Probably, because you tried <laughs> to kill off all the old people who are running this country. 
Yeah, and they're going to get it all before me, which is stupid bullshit. Whatever. I'm over <laughs> it. I, I think out of this list, the only one who's not bad is Matt Damon. Um, You think I Matt mean, Damon's bad? He's made some poor choices. What poor choices? He was with Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I love how you call it Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, <laughs> like she's holding her Paltrow. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah, so, I mean, good people get cheated on. <laughs> <laughs> no no you disagree disagree okay. hard pass yeah that's only what that's what cheaters say good mm. so why doesn't mitch emhoff how do we pronounce it emhoff i don't know why doesn't mitch matt damon get sick i bet his middle name is mitch and that and he goes by that name is vanderbeek no his first name his first name is jack is jack emhoff god god and that's the reason he doesn't get the disease because his name is Jack Meoff. Yes. No. I, I I I pondered this question for so long. And aside from, I mean, like I can just say something stupid, like yeah, he's immune to it. But like, why would you be immune to this? Or like, what else could it be? I noticed at the end that his daughter didn't have a bracelet on, which would lead me to believe that she hasn't been vaccinated. Now, if she wasn't vaccinated would you let someone else come into your house even though they had been vaccinated and dance with her no right there's no way well if if you're vaccinated and you can't contract it can you still be a carrier i would assume so i mean you could have touched something on the way over but that doesn't mean you're a carrier yeah but you could have transported it the chef at the at the original restaurant he might not have been a carrier but he touched that pig and then touched Gwyneth Paltrow, right? I th- but I think that makes him a carrier. Because if if you're not a carrier, I'm hypothetically, hypothetically, I'm not a doctor. Yes, neither of us are. If you drink Lysol, no. Um, <laughs> God. If you're not a carrier and you're immune to it, does your body just like defeat it anytime it touches you? Like if it touches my hand, it would just like I melt it away. Okay, yes, we are all now aware. You didn't have to say before that that you were not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) It became abundantly apparent as soon as you started speaking. I said hypothetically, okay? (laughs) No, so obviously, like, let's say say that guy that the chef was vaccinated, if it was they knew of a disease and he was vaccinated, let's just say that. He still could have touched the pig and had the bacteria on his hand without, you know, washing his hands or or getting rid of that bacteria. You could transport that somewhere else. So even in but the how do you know though? COVID, but I how do you know? Happening. But how do you know? What do you mean? How do you know that's the case though? Um, uh, logic. But what? But you don't know anything about this Mev One. What if Mev? What if Mev One is like a balloon, and if you're immune to it, your skin is like pins and needles. Yeah. Anytime that Mev One touches you, that shit's popping. That shit's gone. You're, you're gonna carry it anywhere. Are we gonna carry a flaccid limb balloon? No, it's gone. You're right. Okay. I guess <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All I was saying is that his daughter, I think, is also immune to it, which would lead me to believe that Matt Damon has something genetically that is preventing him from getting that disease, and that also protects his daughter. Why doesn't she have a a band though, and he does? 
That's a great question. I thought about that too. I think that it more than likely it's something along the lines of he got that band when he initially got tested and she just hasn't been like fully tested yet. But mm. I have no idea. That's fair. I have no explanation for that. Okay. What kind of suit does Dimitri Martin's character wear? The suit from Balloon Boy. That's what I said. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's it. That's the only logical answer. Yeah. Essentially, it's like a puffed up, like, like it, he almost looks like one of those air pumped T-Rex costumes. Mm. Yep. Like a giant bubble boy suit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, I think that answers <laughs> all of Sonny Bunny 420's questions. Yeah, Sonny Bunny. Thank you. Thank you. And we got one last question from. I'm excited about this one. This is, this is from Twitter from the wonderful K. If you could recast one character in Contagion with a zombie, which one would it be? I have such a good answer for this question. I have a few answers because I feel like there's a few different angles you could go with the with how the question is asked. Accurate. But I have one in particular that I'm very, very excited about. Okay, hit me, baby. The chef. Okay, why? How hilarious would this fucking movie have been if we went through the entire thing and then you get to the end and realize that the reason that Gwyneth Paltrow got this disease and it spread everywhere is because she fucking shook hands with a zombie. So just shook hands. She's not bitten or anything. No. Yeah. She just like shakes hands with him and eats the pork he makes for her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a zombie in the traditional sense. No, he's just, it's like a zombie in that that weird m- movie with loving zombies. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. There's a movie. It's like a it's like a like a romantic comedy, but a zombie movie. It's like a girl is able to convert a zombie into like not being a full zombie with love. That literally sounds like the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm, worse than Puss in Boots. Yes. Wow. So I have a, I have a couple different angles that this question could be asked. Yeah. If this was to be like a horror movie, like the scariest one that we could change interchange yes. a zombie with. It would definitely be Clark, the kid from the beginning. Oh, that was... He was already halfway there. Yeah, that would have been creepy. Now, if I was in the movie and I wanted to survive, easy, the fat man Mm -hmm. that gives Leonora the placebo. Like, I can outrun him. This wasn't the deal. Yeah. Like, like that's the perfect person to be a zombie. Mm -hmm. I win. Now, if I want this to be like a good time sexy movie, Matt Damon as a zombie... (laughs) Really good. Let him bite me. Yeah. Pepper me with your Damon teeth all up on me. Pepper me with your Damon teeth. That's going on a shirt. Yeah. So I think all three of those characters would make great zombies. Thanks, Kay. Yeah. Thanks, Kay. Thanks to everybody who asked questions. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of questions lately. It's been really great, guys. We appreciate it. I like it. Love it. You know what I also like is has been the response to Outer Banks. Yeah. Yeah, thank Crazy. you, everybody. Outer Banks is officially our number one most downloaded episode, so that's cool. We are on top of people. Yep. I just, I don't know why I saw it like a robot. We're anyway. Uh, we are uh, on top of people. Yeah, so I don't, is there anything else you want to talk about with Contagion? No, I think I think we've really covered it. Didn't enjoy it. Not my cup of tea. No, it just, it's just depressing. Especially with everything going on right now. It's like, man, oh, man. Sketchy. Speaking of depressing, I got my first quarantine haircut. I forced Ashley to cut my hair, and she's never cut hair before. Mm. She didn't do as bad as she could have done. I intervened at one point and took the razor, and that was a mistake. (laughs) 
<laughs> but she uh, fixed it to the best of her ability. Oh, man, I would have paid to see you try and cut your own hair. <laughs> oh, it was a mirror and a chair, and I was yeah. outside. and Oof. One of the most redneck things I've ever done in my life. Nah, I doubt I'm it. I'm not proud. <laughs> I really, really need a haircut. I've been refusing to let Emily try and cut my hair, so I've been delaying the inevitable, but it's starting to look like I have a little bit of a mullet. I'm here for it. Might just keep it. Our next episode on May 27th yes. is going to be White Lines, which is a new Netflix show coming out on May 15th. So two days, from, two days from the first day that this podcast is available, watch White Lines and then check out the pod on May 27th. Going to be awesome. We hope so. And if you haven't yet, we would absolutely love it if you share it with a friend. Just don't share it with anyone who's over the age of 60 because they're probably going to die soon. Yeah. Just saying. Michael's and I don't want to them all. Like, what are they going to listen to one episode and then die? Great. You wasted your time sharing our episode. Awesome. Awesome yeah. work. Yeah, that really it's not it's not about them. It's about us. Yeah, they need to listen. To, they need to listen to at least two episodes. I mean, even if they die, if you could just like hit subscribe on their phone and let it kind of do its thing for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, if you subscribe, it just auto downloads. So come on. Yeah, yeah, just do that. I mean, just whatever phone you can find, just pop that sucker open and go to podcasts and download our podcast and subscribe. Perfect. Yeah. That's all I got, Dave. Sounds oh, wait, no. We got to say, no, people people know where to find us. We're everywhere, man. Yeah, we're, we're just, just. I tell you what, if you want to find pretty much everything, go to our site, thecentercut.lisbon.com. No, what is, what is this? The fucking capital of Portugal? No, it's Libsyn. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Lisbon. Sorry. You make fun of me for pronouncing things wrong. You say it then. Thecentercut.lisbon.com. Yes. L I B S Y N. Yeah. Yeah, Lisbon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Contagion. Gwyneth Paltrow. Contagion. Contagion. Like the fur of and the fur of the fur of Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>